look good. Look good. A random fact about me is that I, I always get a lot of phone cases. And I had the compulsive urge to change my phone case, but they were in the other room because I packed them up when I came back from college. So I had that really compulsive urge, and I needed to go do it. That's fine. Okay, now we're ready. To mine is sparkly. <laughs> uh, mine currently is sparkly. <gasps> oh, cool. Matching. Oh. Twinsies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I have compulsive urge to buy phone cases also, but I haven't bought one in like two months, so we're okay. Okay, so another special episode of uh, The Truth Runs Deep. Are you introducing yourself? Or am I introducing both of us? Oh yeah, I'm Callie. And I'm Taryn. <laughs> I figured people might know who we yeah, are you right know, now. You, but... you never know. There might be new people here. You never know. True. People need stuff um, to do during the time in the summer. They might be. Yeah, so we have this is technically the what you called it truth speaks so it's this is technically the truth speaks part two yeah because the first so if you haven't if you don't know what we're doing taryn and i are both fic writers yeah and we decided after 2309 start a fic a verse and fic and we called it or i think i you called it that yeah i don't know i thought it worked it does work it's the fair. truth and nothing but the truth. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to dedicate a few special episodes. There's probably going to be a whole chunk uh, yeah, to so. uh, explaining our thought process and like reading some of our reading slash reenacting our, some of our story for our viewers and readers. Yeah. And so if you haven't watched or listened listened to the first part where we go through the first four chapters Mm -hmm. go do so then come back here yeah you should it would make more sense if you did it yeah it's a lot of fun stuff well not really fun it's not a fun time for anyone but the chunk the reason why this happens is because of the first part so yeah and the fun fact is it almost never happened so (laughs) yep so, uh, anyway, let's hop right into it. So, so because we need to hop right into it. Otherwise, okay. our rambling don't make sense. Chapter so, five. yeah. We're on chapter five. Out Woo. of question mark 20 something. No, it's, I think it's at 20. It's 27 question mark. Question mark. It'll probably be a long time to this ending because we have a lot of ideas. And there's a we, lot of we sure do. Um, honestly, I'm wondering if we should break it into two books. But, yeah. Good at some point. But I think, I think once you get past that, like, chunk of closing that part of the chapter with with i don't know how to explain it but you know what i mean yeah i think so yeah yeah okay so if we, when we close that part of the, the the chapter of that i think we can make this a second book but uh for now we'll keep it all a single for now but yeah so chapter five chapter uh, five um, so this is the part where we decided that we needed we we wrote a lot more um pulled in a bit more organized crime in this section. I think this is a, yeah, like a lot more in this section. We're like, we have to, we have to really need to include Jen and Yana in this because it's important that they're included in the story. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we very much believe that uh, both the characters and the actresses that play them um, are amazing yeah. and incredible sure and deserve credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. And minus a few things. 
we believe we do justice in writing them. Mm-hmm. And so this is very much a them-focused chapter. So we're excited about that. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we're ready to hop into it and explain it. Okay. So, I mean, it starts in the morning. And um, Olivia's trying to, like, think about the fact that she has to go testify for... Oh, yeah. No, I forgot about all this. She has to go testify for an IED investigation. Oh, boy, yep. I was like, yep, that has to be included also. Um, and she's just trying to get ready for her day, and she's sitting with her, with Noah, in the kitchen, who's having breakfast before school. And mm-hmm. he sees his sees his mom's cast for the first time. Mm-hmm. And Olivia's like, it's okay, I just got hurt at work. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay. Noah being s- the sweet, helpful little boy he is. Mm-hmm. Gets her cereal and hopes he feel hopes she feels better. Um she starts thinking a lot about Raphael and the letter that he wrote. Yeah, okay, so pause. So I guess if you haven't maybe if you have once in the first part, but you know, if you but the letter is very important in this. Like, oh, know, yeah, very much. This so. idea. Well, first of all, we need to be like this idea of a letter. We got to fix it because whatever happened with Elliot's letter, we're like that, throw that away. That we literally wrote it before that happened. And then we we're did. Like, Fine, we got the better letter. We did write the better letter. But basically. Because he wrote it himself. He did write it himself. And he wrote it in case he died. It was, it was like, let me explain to you everything a little bit just in case I die. Yep. I'll write this for you. So he basically tells her he loves her and that like, he did it because he loves her. And, you know, he'd rather have her mad than her dead. Basically what it said. And it's, we cried writing that. It's a very oh, yeah. beautiful letter. And I was crying reading it last time. Yeah, we did. So. We were, like, we were emotionally uncontrollable. Uh, anyway, continue. Yeah, so I'm just looking through the things, like the little summaries that we have. And mm-hmm. I love this line. It says, Olivia Benson was worth everything to Raphael Barbo and Elliot Stabler wanted to have him arrested for it. Mm-hmm. She lo- he loves her unconditionally. Unconditionally, the show literally said it. <laughs> no, that was like, okay. So that part earlier today, you know, Wolf Entertainment made that tweet and they put that scene in there. And I was like, oh. They're like, we, we, we just, we just, we, what? And I was so like, like yes, you did. It's freaking canon. It's canon. We yeah. had a whole, we recorded that episode of the podcast already. We were to review that episode. So I uh, feel like we're going to end up we'll being have really... some, We'll have some comparisons because we got to talk about yeah. some things that fall into the same category. In we're going to be petty, but also try to read. Yeah, but we've also, <laughs> like, there's some parallels to canon of the show in this, surprisingly yeah. well. But uh, anyway, continue. Okay. Uh, um, Olivia's thinking about how Raphael's still fighting with his life. Yeah. For his life. Um. She missed. She missed hearing his voice, seeing him smile, and giving her the love and support she needed. Um. To her, not only was Elliot facing the consequences of his actions for what she wanted now, but for Raphael's honor. Then we get to the fun stuff. Okay, this is the fun part, though. It's been a lot since we wrote it, but it's, it's such a... Um, uh, we uh, go back to the organized crime bureau. Yep. And Alana... Alana? Ayana had a fire lit inside of her. She opened the door to the interrogation room and strutted in. Elliot, who has, for whatever reason, has been uncuffed, whips around and looks at her. 
he says, oh, thank God, Ayana, you're here. Can you please tell him this is all a big misunderstanding and to let me go? Do you want to read, Ayana? Oh, and she says, uh, <laughs> oh, a sergeant to you, detective, and I think it's in your best interest to get a lawyer. Elliot is like, are you serious? Olivia is pressing charges. And then Ayana says, her, oh, my gosh, I can't read sometimes. Her wrist is in a cast because of you. You hurt her. You got angry and you hurt her, and you have done worse if security hadn't stopped you. I am going to do a full investigation on not only this, but all the cases you worked since you've been here. All of us, including Olivia, and SBU are at risk because you had to do something so stupid and selfish. How could you? Pause. Because at the end of the weekly arc, literally it said that Elliot was being investigated and that that yeah. meant the entire OS organized whole, crime unit was yeah. getting investigated too. They should have, they didn't play, like, OC doesn't, they should have put laid around with that idea more. Like, they're like I would have loved, like, scenes of, like, they would have made that some scenes where they're, like, all being investigated and talking about it. And it would have literally been about. like, what the hell is Ayana and Jack gonna say? Because I know. Would have been a great tension moment to put on the show. But they it would have. It would have. It would have. We should still get it. Maybe season three. Who knows? You know, I don't something know. crazy don't happen again because, you know, homie doesn't control himself very well. I mean, invest in investigations take forever, so. Yeah. Okay. Um, continuing. Sergeant, with all due respect, this is crazy. I am a good cop and a good man. Have you forgotten what you've done? There's witnesses and photo evidence of the injuries you gave her. I won't tolerate your behavior anymore, Staver. You lost my trust the moment you decided to hurt a woman. Oh, now you have a problem with me? Last time I checked, you held members of the Bureau back when I confronted, confronted Becker. What does that say about you? Okay, so although you wrote this, you like this, mm, you know, this was done right after 20, so like the end of the weekly episode, like the end of the weekly episode had, you know, come out again, so like all this stuff is being talked about again later on too. Yeah. And I think this was a fun thing we like pre-predicted beforehand, and it was fun. Yep. And then she's laying out and says, don't turn this on me, Stabler, at least I can admit I was wrong. You think I was justified, you think it was justified to smash someone's face into a chain link fence, get two dislocated shoulders because of you. And you still didn't stop me. Enough, Stabler. This isn't about what I did. It's about you being a vigilante cop with a banana. Look where it got us. And then she says, here's a reminder. And then, like, she takes out the evidence photos. She takes out video footage of the interrogation room, Becker's injuries, Olivia's injuries. Elliot picks up the cast picture of Olivia's cast and bruises on her upper arms. And for a moment, he looks like he feels bad. His eyebrows knit together, and it looks like he may be realizing what he did until he looks up at Ayana and says... I'll tell her how sorry I am. No, we're like, uh, writing that line was kind of fun. Because it I was. Like that's a very it him response. More fun. It does. And that's a very him response to be like, well, it's not that serious. Yeah. And they were like, oh, it is quite serious, you know? Oh, for sure. Uh, and then she says, no, you don't get to just say how sorry you are. You can't, I, you can't just look, sli- you can't just slide by again, not for this. You really think I'm just a violent cop, don't you? And then we got the little summary. Yana would be lying if she said she wasn't lying to herself about it. Ever since Elliot thought he was being profiled, she knew she had to keep an eye on him. But over time, it turned into her wanting to take down a criminal mastermind and letting Elliot almost take the reins of her squad. Pause. Because I think people sometimes forget that Ayana was hunt was trying to arrest Wheatley way before. Yeah, Wheatley's a thing before Elliot showed up way before he killed Kathy, or was a part of the killing of Kathy yeah. Spiegler. 
because mm-hmm. I don't know if you can get him for like all the drug stuff and, and the money you know, laundering and all that stuff, organized crime stuff. Yeah, and then we just had more because of. Well, he just made it worse. Yeah, he did not get mixed in. Yeah, um, she saw how people reacted every time he walked into a room. Breath held, reactions of fear, mass, but being taken aback in awe. He was a white man who thought he didn't have to be held accountable. And you can very clearly tell that this is true about Elliot because oh, yeah. even more, time, even more now that the whole stupid brotherhood arc. Yeah, like, he's just like whatever. You know, like, I mean, it wasn't stupid because it was pretty good, but like it was good. But like people, like you're literally showing us that Elliot is a white man, white cop. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. It's like I won't be held accountable, and then like bad stuff happens. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. Okay, this is you. I had something else to say, but I forgot. Honestly, oh, oh, man. oh well. Um, oh, um, oh, you're nothing more than one of the good old boys who, who are the reason we have to change the force in the first place. I won't ba- hold back anymore, Elliot. Mark my words. I wouldn't be too sure of that, Ayana. I said sorry. I said it. She's basically saying, like, she wants their respect. She needs to get to be casual with her in this situation. Now, I don't remember which one of us came up with this idea. And honestly, oops. But it also... Probably... I think the next one is you wrote that one, I'm pretty sure. I did. Um, so it must have been my idea. And I don't yeah. really know if canonically he would do this. But, but you know, we kind of made it up he... on the fly at the moment. It's our story. We do what we want. Yeah, but canonically, he does. he is, like, the only one... In the unit, I, her unit, I think. Who knows about this? Because he was there. Partly when it happened. Um, who is the only one here knows about your wife's lawsuit? Who was on your side while you decided whether or not to quit your job or lose your family? And then Ayana stops so she knows Elliot is the only... Is the one who knows exactly what happened to her nephew and the personal struggle she has been through. For those of you who don't know what it, we're talking about... um. Ayana and Denise's nephew mm-hmm. was a musician or whatever. And um, I think he like literally walked out of a music store. Yeah. He was walking down the street. Yeah, he was walking somewhere and the police stopped him. I don't reason. quote me on this, but I think it was like on a false, false yeah, accusation, possibly. Anyway, he's like, it wasn't me or it's like resist, not even like necessarily resisting, but like didn't know what was going on. Yeah. The cop pushed him to the ground and then stepped on his hand and broke it. Mm-hmm. Like, bad enough that he would never be able to play, like, a musical instrument properly again. Yeah. Which was his entire, like, livelihood, well-being mm-hmm. job. Yeah. So, you know, Denise wanted to press charges and bring on a lawsuit and Ayana wasn't conflicted because she's still a cop but mm-hmm. it's also her family yeah. eventually she did end up siding with her family and they went through with the lawsuit but we still have no idea yeah. I don't think we know what happened there's no resolution to that still there should be once again I've said this like a million times Organize the show itself Makes itself the Elliot Stabler show. So there's also there's a bunch of these other like side stories that happen and they forget about them because they have to make time for it. If we want, like, this is one that should be because it's important. It's important and it hasn't been talked about in a while. So they need to you know, at least bring this one back up. Yeah. So there's the backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, continuing. 
So how about you help me let my charges slide and you'll have, as you say, a good old boy on your side to help your wife win her lawsuit. Hayana sits there shocked. She can't believe that Elliot would have the audacity to use that as leverage, but she really shouldn't be surprised anymore. Elliot looks at her with a smirk on his face. Something to think about. And I think I like my lawyer now. Yeah, so basically, so Ayana goes to her office after this and kind of thinks about it, thinks about like all these situations and how she once again reflects on like uh, the police didn't really take like uh, NYPD didn't take like their complaint seriously. They didn't. Because you know, they still hasn't been made resolution to it. Um, they didn't even care that yeah. she was an NYPD officer herself. They yeah, saw her skin color and didn't give a crap. Yeah, they really didn't care about that. So. There, I. It was like the one and only time we had Garland on the uh, Garland on organized crime, and they literally had like him and a few other like black cops talking yeah. about like the importance of this issue. It was around the time when they were trying to figure out the lawsuit. Yeah. Um. So this is when we get to uh the first dawn mm-hmm. of the chapter, mm-hmm. and I wrote a few notes down because. So this is right around the time we found out that both uh, Danielle and Ainsley could sing. Yeah. And I mean sing. Like, mm-hmm. I think I knew about Ainsley previously, but Danielle was the first one. Like, this was new. And, mm-hmm. oh my god. <laughs> she even has a song on Spotify. Like, Yes, you should listen to it. Go, go listen to her sing. Just, like, she can, I mean, I say this, she has been on Broadway. Um... Or, like, has theater training. So, very much, she could be on a, in a Broadway musical and I wouldn't complain. So, mm-hmm. you know, more and more reason to give us an OC or SVU musical episode. Because yeah, Danielle's freaking talented. Um, The song that we chose was, or at least I found it. It's mm-hmm. um, Listen from the dream, musical Dream Girls, the movie version. So, it's by Beyonce. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, it would be, like, a queen singing a song by another queen. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, while we're doing some research, is that I found out that Danielle was actually in a production of Dreamgirls back in, like, L.A. or something. So, you know. Small world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, she's, like, trying to think of, like, what she wants to do with this. Is she going to accept the offer? Mm-hmm. Is she going to listen to Elliot? Um... See the lyrics. Let's see. One is, and I, it starts out like her thinking. It says, I'm done believing you. You don't know what I'm feeling. I'm more than what you made of me. I followed the voice you gave to me, but now I gotta find my own. I'm screaming out. My dreams will be heard. They will not be pushed aside in words into your own, all because you won't listen. Also, the fact that Elliot is still disrespectful to, like, his... She's a sergeant, but she's also technically his partner. Yeah. You can see her is. Whatever he wants. Yeah, so he doesn't care about listening to commanding officer or his partner. He doesn't care about anybody's respect, because he sure doesn't care about a lady being the captain, but whatever. We'll talk about that in another point. Um, in the end, she, like, thinks of it. Um, Near the end, she walks back in the interrogation room, and Elliot thinks, oh, good, you've accepted my offer, but... She's not done. And this is where the lyrics in the song change. And I love, love this. Um, I don't know where I belong, but I'll be moving on. If you don't, 
if you won't listen, listen, listen to the song here in my heart. A melody I start, but I will complete. Oh, now I'm done believing you. You don't know what I'm feeling. I'm more than what you made of me. I followed the voice you think you gave to me. That little change, it's basically like, you think you did so much for me. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I did everything for me. And you wouldn't be anything if you weren't here. Mm-hmm. Which is true, because yeah. uh, Elliot wouldn't have a job in organized crime if Ayana didn't, like, let him be there. Let it happen. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Ayana's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to read the line? Oh, the last. Okay, she says, "No deal, stapler. I'm I'm doing things my own way from now on. Once your lawyer gets here, I'm done with you." And then she walks out, like she's angry, but like a you said, angry yet invigorated. And yep. it's time her things fine. It's time things finally changed. Mm-hmm. So, so we should have did a section mark, but we forgot. But anyway, yep. um, we literally just said meanwhile. So yeah, we forgot. Meanwhile, anyway. Back to the SVU squad, because Olivia's in one PP waiting for her interview. Her squad comes over. Um, Carisi tells her, as much as I would like to... Hello. Sorry, I thought you... I lost you. Oh, I was you. I had my okay. arm on top of the mic cord, probably. That's probably why I... So Carisi looks at Liv and it's like, as much as I would like to be the one to get justice for you. His little thought. Especially after telling Elliot I would get a guilty verdict, he thinks. I realized I would have to recuse myself in order to testify. Yeah, so... That's the oh, another big thing of this. Yeah, because originally when we wrote this, we didn't really, you know, think about that that much beforehand. We are like, oh, because well, originally the whole this whole trial thing was supposed to exist. Yeah, so... We were, we're like, all right. So then this is where the problem occurred for us. We were like, all right, we got to find them a lawyer. But the, we'll, they'll figure it out in a second. We'll but get to that later. We'll get to that later. But yeah, it's a big deal that Sonny decides to recuse himself. Because he, he cares more about telling the story of what he saw. And making sure that, like, there's... Because there's, you know, the three of them all witnesses. Making sure that sure Olivia that- has enough to... um get enough evidence for herself to get justice than taking the case and getting a win for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I promise I'll get you the best lawyer I can. I can. And please know. And he says, please know that even though I can't take your t- case, I want to help you any way I can. You know, very much Sunny Carisi. It is. We like to, we put a lot of Carisi feels into this Oh my part, god. We get really... to the part where he talks about what happened. It's emotional. We love him so much. We do. We love that man. Um... So that start with Olivia's testimony. Um, we had to do some research because, like, we don't know who's doing this at first, and then we remembered that, and we haven't seen her in a while though. Mm-hmm. But the IAB captain Curry, she was the one who did all the um, interviews for the Javon Brown case. Mm-hmm. She interviewed Olivia after her car accident. Mm-hmm. So she's there. Yeah. Um. And Olivia is basically talking about everything that happened. Um, talking about they need any details out of the that we need to know. Though they said they need a copy of the letter. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They need a copy of the letter. Um, 
Um, they talk. She talks about how they were like, "We gotta go find. We gotta go check on Barbara." That kind of thing. Yeah. That also um, happens. Uh, this is an important uh, line that we wrote a little bit. Um, she says, Olivia talks about, she says, in regard to Elliot, she says, he gaslit me into thinking he's changed. He, that it was okay for him to let him in the interrogation room back then and gaslit me into thinking that there really was no problem with his balance. With the marks on my body and the marks you can't see prove otherwise. Yeah. And then, and then Kurt is like, thank you. I think that's all we need from you today. Um... Renee's like, take care, take care of yourself. There's gonna be a lot happening in the next few days. Um, Amanda comforts her. Mm-hmm. Now Amanda's turn. Uh, uh, I think um, oh, words were exchanged. She antagonized me and insulted me. Detective Saylor also tried to hit me when I made a comment he didn't like. The content on the comment isn't important. Detective Stabler saw red and tried to hurt me. Luckily, I was pulled out of the way in time. Amanda starts crying. Mm-hmm. For Olivia, it was too late. We're all trying to leave, but Detective Stabler grabbed her so fast, they were basically helpless as we tried to put, pull her away. Um, Curry asked why she tr- asked why they tried so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, first, I wasn't going to leave another woman alone while she was being physically assaulted. Second, Captain Vincent told me on a previous occasion when Staler went against us to further an OC federal case, leaving hours in the dust that she thought she knew Staler. I had to tell her that she used to. Detective Staler was not the man she thought she knew, and I couldn't just stand by when she was... Amanda stops. Um, Curry sees she's struggling she stops the recording amanda's like i don't want captain benson to hear this it'll help her case it will hurt her in the process and it doesn't get recorded it keeps stays in the room mm-hmm. and amanda says i couldn't stand by when she was falling victim to dis- to detective stabler's abuse all over again wait we take a pause break and talk about talk about uh because we, the fact that we use this particular sentence is really interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, oh. like, oopsie. What but, yeah, you know? Because we were because um, a friend of ours made a tweet about. Well, there's two tweets that are very similar about this, but the same thing, same concept. I think it's going to draw home because I need to make sure that I knew where they were. Um, how it's interesting. This is a tweet which I don't know, but same similar thing. Uh. This tweet says, interesting how the case, this is regarding season finale, uh, interesting how the case they chose to parallel Olivia's story in the season finale was a woman who kept returning to her abuser and had made the drastic choice to free herself from control. Very interesting. Yep. Yeah, and then and our friend said that also that, like, um, Olivia, who fell into talks, the end part, the first part's the same thing, but she, she says, Olivia, who fell into stables, talked trap after being free from him almost 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, and yep. like we talked about this before on some episode, probably when we were talking about uh something. I don't remember, but how Elliot does have some like red flag behavior. Yeah, uh, yeah, we okay, he does. We know for sure. It just can't improve. Yeah, he that. does. Yeah, and how like Olivia literally is his victim, and it's very clear in the season finale because oh, yeah. she doesn't. She can't point out her like everyone else seems to see. 
that that Elliot is basically he's like the bully older brother to her, and but no one else can see that except for no one. I mean, everyone can see that except for her. And everybody was seeing that Barbara was trying to protect her except her. And literally, everyone said that. Yep. She didn't see it. But uh, anyway, yeah. not <laughs> on that point. We'll ramble about that. We've already rambled about that. We'll do it again. Back Let's do to that the episode story. of the podcast. Let me get there. Back to the story. Rose uh, finishes. She walks back in the hallway. Amanda gives Olivia a hug. I love you, Liv. I hope you know that. I know. Talking about best friends. Your best friends. We have to give them best friends. They are. I very much believe they are. Um, Carisi's turn. Basically talking about how Otto's Wheatley trial. Yeah. He talks about how they tried to get... Yeah, he talked about the Wheatley trial at first. Because, you know, yeah, if anybody was going to know as much about the Wheatley trial, it'd be crazy. Yeah, and how, like, Elliot really blames Raphael. And we kind of, well, the show doesn't make that point, but I feel like it's kind of true. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. It, it's true that Elliot puts the really puts more of the blame on Raphael. Because, yeah. Because... In his mind, the only thing he knew about Raphael that he is that he, one he was friends with Olivia, and two he's a good defend, good lawyer. And then he used it to go defend Wheatley. Yeah, somebody Olivia trusts per se. Uh, that's the only thing he really knew is that like they were. I don't know if he really knows that exactly either, but it's kind of hard to explain it. But like I think Elliot knew something about the fact that Olivia and Raphael were close. Uh, yeah. They're friends, at least. At least know that. Or, um. Okay, yes. Then they start talking about what happened at the, uh, how Elliot wanted to arrest Barba. Yeah. After they were all being raided by him for standing up for him. Yeah. Um, and what happened to Olivia. And Curry says, did Captain Benson seem okay to you? Did you feel uncomfortable or anxious in any way regarding Detective Taylor's presence or actions? Okay, pause real quick. We get it. We the fact that we use uncomfortable or anxious. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. And Olivia uses the same words to describe him in the finale. Oh wait, seriously? Well, she doesn't describe him like that, but she says, "Why do I feel anxious?" Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then she said, "Like all this started like literally a year mm-hmm. ago." Jesse walked back into her life a year ago. Yep. Hint, hint. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny how we wrote these lines months ago and did not know we were predicting, but we used nope. a lot of similar ideas and wording. Yeah. So, and this is one Put of us the. in the writing room. We told them. This is one of the first uh, crazy, emotional. Mm-hmm. This is, this is very crazy esque line. Mm-hmm. So he responds and he says. As a man, I can't fully describe the pain Captain Benson is feeling right now, but I do know this. Detective Stabler has been putting her down and backing her into literal corners and troubling situations she can't get out of since the moment he came back, and then he put his hands on her and hurt her. I can't bear to see another man do that to a woman, and I won't let it slide any longer. Yeah. So it's such a good line, and it's, it is. It's very much crazy. It, it really reminds me of what, like the episode in a sense. Uh, like it's not really, but like that same feeling in essence that like what Carisi says to him, like I feel protected you. Yeah, it gives that same kind of feel 
that you know that like Carisi really cares about Luke and he doesn't want to overstep but he wants to be like hey you know there are people there for you and they're like we're trying to we tell you this because we love you and we want what's best for you but we can't force you but you can make your own opinions you know so but they want to help in the yeah. way they can so Carisi's thing ends he walks back in the hallway he's Olivia can see that he's like on the verge of tears mm-hmm. and he says I know you wanted us to ask beforehand so is it okay if I give you a hug mm-hmm. and uh, the way the man asks both breaks Olivia's heart but also adds to the respect she has for him she knows his heart and she knows he wants to tread lightly out of respect for her mm-hmm. so they hug and you know yeah it's a very it's very emotional. Um, emotional. Again, this is before we freaking decided to make this a real easy story. So, um, Amanda walks over to Sunny and puts a hand on his shoulder. She looks at Olivia, and the two share a knowing glance before she speaks. You're one of the good ones, Sunny, and that means more than you may know. You and Finn stood up for both of us yesterday. And Finn adds, you don't need, you two don't need us to do that. Um, Olivia continues, we don't, but it's nice to know that we have people on our side who put respect and genuinity over dominance. And then Amanda says, you send- Wait, 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 you gotta let that sit, because, uh, okay. yeah. Think yeah. about it, people. Just yeah, think so, about it. So think about it. And this is a long time for you guys to read before we get there, but we played around with this idea a lot. What oh, yeah. To? Oh, boy, it's crazy. Um, we let our friend start reading part of that, and she was, <laughs> she's like, what, like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. I had a little too much fun. Um, anyway. So, Mim turns to Finn, and she says, you, Sunny, and Raphael gave us hope that there are good men in the world. Um, so that probably kind of was not only it'll be an Amanda speaking, I feel like that was us projecting a bit. Because it's yeah. true. It, it does. True. Mm-hmm. We need men like Sonny Raphael, more men like Sonny Raphael and Sid in the world. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then it's okay. Finn's turn. Yeah. Um, Finn is slightly different in the fact that, like, sure, he says the same story, but his, the, what he says a little bit differently is the fact that, like, he talks just, about Elliot's jealousy and yeah. like this one point we bring he up some of those incidents in this. He mentions their conversation when Elliot first came back. Yeah. Um, and then just to prove to anyone who thinks we haven't, we watch 1.0. Sure do. We sure I do. I myself watch it regularly just to be like, am I crazy? Um, and so when he's talking about who's the guy, Curry's like, why did that jump out for you? And then says, when Captain Benson and Detective Stable were partners, she was considered his work wife. Her yeah. whole life... Kathy literally says that. Like, talk- yeah. She's like, are you talking to your work wife? And I was like, oh. Her whole mm-hmm. life seemed to revolve around the job and him. She knew it was a problem at times. When a little boy was killed by a perp we were chasing, Detective Stabler risked the chance of saving him by checking on Olivia when the perp cut her throat. Captain Benson was fine and the boy died. <laughs> Later, when they had to chase the perp the warehouse, Detective Stabler was ho- taken hostage, and Captain Benson refused to jeopardize Stabler's life by killing the perp. A sniper had to instead. That's it. Captain Benson knew their relationship was getting in the way of the job, and she immediately requested a new partner. 
Yeah, this is the episode fault. This is this one. The one with um Lou Diamond Phillips, I think, is the actor's name. Yeah, because I talked about we talked about this last time when we talked about like he's like because Elliot Lily says Olivia, it's her fault, and I don't need to protect. I don't want to. Why I have to watch your back all the time? He um, says that in all of that yeah. episode. Yeah, Finn continues. The two became codependent on each other, and that all came to a crashing halt when Detective Staley left and announced. Or so we thought. I have been by Captain Benson's side since that day. I have seen her go through the highest highs and the lowest lows, but I can honestly say she never would have become the incredible woman she is today if Detective Staley had stayed. And we are standing by that point. Or die on that hill. Die on that hill. Because it's true, like, if you, like, think about it canonically, there would be no, if he had stayed, there would be no Amanda, there would be no Amanda, and there'd be no Amar, no Nick, either. And she literally told Amara, I grew more with you in five years than I did in 12 with Elliot, so ha! Yeah, Yeah, Cannon sold that. Cannon said it, said it, said it. Cannon said it, but, uh, Um, yeah, there would be no that, there would be... We wouldn't have any of her and Barbal if he had stayed. No. You wouldn't have Noah. No, That's probably not. Be, probably no Noah. Because they're like finding something. Yeah, they probably don't know Noah. They would probably, because... no, probably no Carisi. Probably oh, no anybody yeah, after. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, Finn continues. Like, Finn says, there was no room to grow in that relationship. It didn't allow for anything else. Captain Benson was always listening to him or doing things for him. When he left, she finally got to focus on herself. It has been one hell of a ride for her, but she became the captain in person she was meant to be. Detective Stalver wants to hold her back from everything she has accomplished in 10 years without him. It's not Captain Benson's fault. She changed for the better, and Detective Stalver didn't. Um, Finn thinks back to what Olivia said earlier. There's a difference between dominance and respect, and by hurting Captain Benson, Detective Stable has shown which trait he prefers. Yeah, and that's kind of how Finn ends his, his own... IAB stuff. Yeah. Um, yes. um, everybody go... Olivia and Amanda and the squad take Olivia to go see Raphael. Yeah. But um, then we transition back to organized crime. This is a fun part. This is a fun part. So we mentioned, I think, in the last part, we're like, Elliot needs a lawyer. Yeah. We couldn't pick. So I picked one. And I picked one. You picked one. Uh Uh-huh. We'll tell you who they are in a second. Oh, yeah. This gets fun. It is. It got two fun. It got very fun. The courtroom scene's so fun. Two figures in the doorway. Good, you're here. Detective Stabler, I'm Rita Calhoun. It's nice to meet you. We're sorry it's under these circumstances. A bit ridiculous, if you ask me. Buchanan scoffs. Dun 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 dun. So. Okay, so I picked Buchanan and you picked Rita. I'm pretty sure is what we did. No, I think it was the other way around. around. Maybe it was. I don't remember. Because I, I think you wanted Rita because of his her connection to Barba. Oh, yeah, I did say. Maybe I did say. Maybe. I don't remember. It was like four months since we wrote this. It's and I think good. I said I wanted Buchanan because he's misogynistic and literally. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's true. That, 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 that could be correct. I don't remember. Anyway, Which so true, the tag team duo. We check, I like, we checked while we were writing this. Um, 
Buchanan was his first appearance was back in 1.0. Yeah. So it's hilariously funny too to be like, oh, it's Buchanan. Oh boy. Ellie, yeah, like he looks so young. It was like one of his it's first so... cases or whatever. It's like season 11, something. Yeah. Like that. So he had had he had met Elliot before, but Elliot yeah. had never met Rita. So yeah. And also, I we we thought this was fine because it happened before in the show in seventeen one. Yeah, they teamed up before. They did. They were the tag team duo when um against the Rudnick. Yeah, when Doctor Rudnick got uh, was put on trial. Yeah, the tag team duo. And I was like, oh, we can do it for real. It's in the show. So yeah, it ended up being really fun. Um, they talk about like how he needs the best defense team he can get because the charges mm-hmm. are ridiculous. Yeah, anything. Um, Rita says, "Don't worry. With a good rep, your good reputation, a jury will see these as nothing more than a simple misunderstanding." Buchanan mm-hmm. says, finishing her sentence. Um, Rita says, "The only concern we have right now is that you have no character witnesses." Yeah. And Elliot has an idea in his head. If you bring in our department hacker jet sleuth mockers, yeah, I've been saying sleuth mockers, but no one knows. I think that's how it is. I love how Ansley was like, I like to be in the one who knows. I'm pretty sure it's Sleep Mockers. We're going to go with it. Check it yeah. here. She'll support me. Go have a car down here. You can bring it up to speed. Da, 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 da. Um, Chet gets a call from the holding cell. She's like, great. Um, she gets a call from Rita, and they want her to be a character witness. Um, Jet thinks character witness are they serious? But Jet already knows Sailor is gonna somehow push for her to help him in any way. So she gets in to ten she get, comes says she'll be down to ten. And I put this in a re- put this in for a reason. I said Jet grabs her leather jacket and throws it on. If it's a character witness they want, they've got another thing coming. Because I don't know. Jet's leather jackets make her badass. It does, it does. Um, ten minutes later, Jet walks into the interrogation room with her usual stoic look on her face. Elliot's like, thank God you're here. They're like, we need you as a character witness for Stabler's accusations. She's like, what? They're not but, accusations, um, they're facts that Jet thinks. Yeah, because it's true. And Rita's like, oh no, Buchanan says that Detective Stabler, we need to know that Detective Stabler is a good cop. Then only has these accusations because he acted under extreme duress. Jet says, if you want me to say something that isn't true, then call another character witness. Yeah, she's like, I'm not And then we get to a big thing. Oh, yeah, this was an interesting this is a theme. theme. And this I... is a theme throughout. Yeah. Um, Elliot first says... Later we use this idea. Oh, yeah. First says, you two, Jet, I thought you were on my side. First, Sienna, now you. Buchanan looks at her and says, listen, honey. Jet whips around and glares at him. Don't call me that. I'm a detective, for God's sakes. Uh, big thing, because, like, Jet is still young. Yeah. And also, Buchanan does not give a crap about women. No. Which is scary to me, the fact that he's a dad. Yeah, he's a daughter. He has he a daughter. Of I, was I was like, I was watching an episode, and he was like, "I have a daughter too." We're like, "Huh?" And she texted me, and I was like, "He has a daughter." I'm like, yep, apparently. Like of all the misogynistic people on the show, and the fact that he has a g- girl of his own, she's like, "My daughter likes to party." I'm like, "Good Never God!" I'm like, "No, no." Yeah. I mean, hey, for all we know, he could be a great dad. Yeah, 
Well, well from everything we know of him on the show, I'm not mm-hmm. convinced. Yeah, not convinced now. Anyway. But, uh, continually, uh... Um, Jack continues, he looks oh, like Elliot. I thought it was real quick. Uh, this thing of pet names is something we use as a theme throughout oh, the Oh, yeah. Stick. It keeps going. Yeah. He's not the um, only person who does it either, but, you know, we'll talk about that later. Later. Yep. You called me in here because you think I'm just the hack girl you can order around, huh? Well, you're wrong. I'm tired of you thinking you are in the clear. And we got another song. Yes. So this song is You Don't You Don't Know Me. Yeah. Um, it's by Elizabeth Giles and it's from Victorious. It's yes. from the show on Nickelodeon. The character who sings it, her name is Jade. Mm-hmm. Very, Jade. very, very similar personality to Jet. But Jade is like a little more angry. Yeah. But I feel like still the song itself still fits in the situation. I think was something similar. I can't remember what it was currently, but it's very, very jet. Mm -hmm. Um few lyrics. And um you push me back, I'll push you back harder, harder, you scream at me, I'll scream at you louder, la 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 louder. And I wrote this because for some reason when we were writing it, I could picture it. And I said jet starts circling around the table glaring at Elliot I'm dangerous I'm warning you but you're not afraid of me and I can't convince you you don't know me um you don't know what you get but you don't know what you're getting into there's so much more to me than what you think of see- you see so listen to me just listen to me do 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 um Buchanan starts chuckling and she glares at him and says, I'm dangerous, I'm warning you. That part again. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to the song earlier before we started recording. Mm-hmm. And this lyric, like, when you're first writing it, it was like, okay, it just has to do with, like, um, the stuff in general. But reading it now and realizing what we write later, mm-hmm. ooh, yeah. In the long so Jet Luxon says, and the longer that you stay, the ice is melting and the pain feels okay. It feels okay. Do That's you what get what I'm trying to get at? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It'll make more sense later, people, we promise. Um The summary thing says Elliot has just about hurt everyone he's come in contact with. And then Jet takes a seat across the table and sits down looking Elliot in the eye. We get the thing again, but this time she says louder nine times. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Getting increasingly louder as she goes. It makes sense for you to listen to the song. Yeah. The song yeah. You should do it, because I yeah. feel like I can very much picture Ainsley Yeah, we have it. a playlist, actually. I'll yeah, link we the do. playlist in this episode of the podcast, where you can listen to all the songs in sequential order. This um, would be, yeah, this would be a very much Ainsley song in general. Yeah. Um... One point, she goes over to Rita and stress her, str- looks at her in the eye, and woman to woman, she better watch out. Um, I'm dangerous, I'm warning you, but you're not afraid of me, and I can't convince you, and I don't have to. And she looks at Elliot, and on the look of Elliot's face, Jet knows she's made her point perfectly clear. She is more than he has ever cared to know. She is fierce, and Stabler may have finally met his match. I think you know me. Jet ends it and says, you can find another character witness because I'm done with you, Stabler. And leaves and slams the door. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look, we know Cannon has proved that a pair of... But Jet is okay with him. We know. We know. We yeah, have. Whatever. We get, we do we get, we get it. We get it. Yeah. 
And they're like, but, well, you said, what do we do now? And then we well, like, go to like, what do we do now? Um, but plan B. I very much still believe that, like, there are things that Elliot does, has done or does that Jet is not okay with. Yeah. You know, maybe it'll catch up with them. You never know. Probably. I swear to God, if one of the things that she has done for Elliot gets her in trouble, mm-hmm. you will not hear me. You yeah. will not hear the end of it. I'm <laughs> fucking going to riot. Okay, because so I literally want protect to protect our baby with Jet our at all costs. If she gets in trouble, we have a problem. Mm. Um, yep, so Ellie's like, what do we do now? And Rita's like, plan B. Yep. Um, and that's chapter five. Chapter, and that's chapter six. Now we're on chapter six. Yep. Um, summary. Olivia and the squad visit Raphael and are updated on his condition. Ayana and Jet support Olivia as Elliot's legal team gets to work, and Noah, Jesse, and Billy find out what's going on. Yeah, we had to include the kids because we. Right yeah, yeah, we sure did. Scene. This scene's a very cute scene. We'll get there. We do. We get to it. I can't wait to read it. Um, we all go. Okay. They go to the hospital. Unfortunately, only one person is allowed at a time. Squad is sad to hear that, but everyone knows Olivia should go in first. Olivia goes in. She's find out about. That luckily, his concussion hasn't caused any permanent brain damage. Mm-hmm. Um, his brain is functioning normally. Olivia gave a sigh of relief. She knew that would have been him, would have been devastating to Raphael, which is very true because yep. this man not only has his heart, but like his intelligence is freaking off the chart. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh. Yeah, so his intelligence is important, like, not just because of the lawyer, but, like, because of, like, everything he does with, like, art and culture and literature and all that. He's a very smart man. Um, he's a fighter, from what we can tell. Right now, keeping him dated and watching for infection is the best way for him to recover. A lot of medical stuff. Um, needs support emotionally, physically, even here and talking with him helps. Talk with him and touch his hands if you like. Let him know you're here supporting him. Olivia talks to him and says, Hi, oh, Rafa. Yeah, live. You're live. I hope and pray you can hear me and you're listening to me. You saved my life and I keep fighting for yours. She starts to cry. Mm-hmm. I want you to know something, Rafael Barba. I love you. I love you more than words can describe. If there is any chance you can hear me, I forgive you. And if you can't fight oh, yeah. anymore, oh. if you can't hold on, that's okay. You'll always be my hero. Always. <laughs> she had said three important words she hoped Raphael heard. I love you. She didn't realize that she says it out loud, but she had to. She's hoping he heard him. She kisses his forehead and walks out. Um back to her squad and they give her an update they she says all we can do right now is support him and hope he wakes up mm-hmm. and then we have more sunny stuff um sunny says i lit a candle for you and Raphael last night i feel like it's how i could help olivia responds thank you sunny i think we all need a little faith right now because you know catholic catholic low his Catholic, I feel like it would be a very sunny thing to do. Yeah. Um, Sunny gets a phone call from the DA's office. 
Um, he has to come back and tell the squad that Elliot lawyered up. Mm-hmm. Callahan and Buchanan are defending him. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, uh, why? Olivia says, I see Buchanan taking his case, but why Rita? She and Raphael are friends. If she knew the trouble Elliot had caused us, including Raphael, she wouldn't take his side. Sunny says, I wish I knew Liv, but I do know Stable would want the best representation possible. And we're like, uh, lawyer Carisi is talking. Mm-hmm. Olivia's a little ticked off, but she knows he means no ill will and he has a valid point. Um, Amanda's like, well, Calhoun did take the Gallagher case. Maybe we don't know as well as her as well as we thought we did. And the show freaking needs to bring this back up again. Because literally, you leave us with this lie, lie back and pretend you're enjoying it, and you nothing, nothing. And we haven't seen Rita since then. Well, I mean, they mentioned her in the finale because apparently she called her, but that's about it. She's too busy. She's too busy. But you know what's for the best. Uh, yeah. So, uh, should we talk about how Rita's like she wasn't let into the ring to fight? That yeah, yeah that's kind told, of important because it's the reason, kind of falls into the reason of why she's defending. We'll get so. to it later. Basically, live racking, pretend you're enjoying it because mm. she didn't have really any other choice but to take the Gallagher case. And Olivia's mm. like, it doesn't make sense because Rita has defended her and even Nick. Yeah. So what was going on? Um, hold on. Okay. Okay. Um, then we get to the fact that they are going to, uh, back to organized crime. They're all going back to the bureau. Yes. Um, we wanted to update on the fact that Elliot's lawyered up, but I, they won't meet him until the afternoon. Everyone's like, did he try to talk to you before he lawyered up? Jet's like, we both talked to him and he wanted me to be his character witness. And Yana says, and he wanted me to help get the charges dropped in exchange for helping my wife win her lawsuit. Mm-hmm. He didn't even care how it would affect us. He doesn't see us as his fellow officers. He sees us as his as his pawns, Amanda finished. Mm-hmm. Jet nods, and Finn, seeing Yana is still silent, walks over to her. Um, do you want to read this part? This is kind of you. Or you? Oh, she's um, she's. I'm. I'm sorry that Elliot. Uh, who's speaking? It's Ben. I said. He says I'm. I'm sorry that Elliot tried to use his lo- use the lawsuit against you. I know the situation has been difficult for you. And then she said, "We wrote um, Ayanna nods. She knows that Ben is the only one, only other person who truly understands her point of view and has struggled as a cop and as a black person." Which is true. Yeah. Mm. Um, Ayana says, all of this is harder than, no, wait, sorry, this is Olivia. All of this was harder than I thought I could handle. I'm grateful, um, to have you all being patient and understanding with me. Um, as crazy as it sounds, I wouldn't have come to terms that he has hurt me more than he ever helped me without the past few days happening. I argued with myself last night, wondering if this was the right decision. Having to come to terms that I am a victim as his gaslighting has been one of the hardest things emotionally. So yeah, Cannon, Cannon, get your freaking act together and make her realize that. Mm-hmm. Help me, God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Olivia takes a be- deep breath before turning to Yana. She says, "With that being said, part of me still wonders if I'll have your s- support." And then Yana's like, "What is that supposed to mean?" 
Olivia says, I think you know, Sergeant. The last time we trusted you, a rape victim's case was ignored for a federal case. And we get into episode things. Um, because it was one of the first, or like, our recent crossover. One everyone was like, uh, Elliot hasn't changed. Or yeah. Elliot isn't the same person it used to. Yeah. And Yana says, Federal Agent Gray was not good at hiding things. Stabler was in the room when that deal was being cut. That deal being in the case would go to the feds. Yeah. Um, that's how he knew to short shoot Navarro so he could help us take down Anton Popkoff, which is like the guy that organized crime was trying to take down. Yeah. Um, you told me back then that I just went along with it and the truth is you were right. Taking down Popkov needed to be done, but I never wanted to do it at the expense of the poor girl who was assaulted. Pause. We don't really have any full thing of that, except Danielle's facial expression looked pretty sad when Olivia told her that. And I was like, because I respect you, I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right there. Um, but also the fact that she went undercover at like a oh, gala yeah. to turn into oh, like yeah. an auction for like traffic girls. And she yeah. was like shocked and wild. Yeah, bewildered, almost. So, with, like, we can't use that to be, like, I don't think Ayana would want the case to happen at that expense of um, a victim. Um, uh, I care for, Ayana says, I care for Stabler, and I know you do too, Captain Benson, but I think maybe that's a problem here. I know I have many things I need to apologize for, and that includes everything that happened with the feds during the Navarro case, but I promise from now on I'm on your side. Um, we get another song. Another Dream Girl song. This one is um I Am Changing by Jennifer Hudson. Um, um uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's not really much. Um, this one. How many good friends have I already lost? How many dark nights have I known? Walking down that wrong road. There was nothing I could find. All of those years of darkness can make a point in person blind. Because honestly, Elliot's blinded on Ayana too. Yeah. I mean, she's yelled at him more than Olivia, but... Like, you can see it every time he, like... They've made some her. choices based on what he wanted versus what she said. And every right. time he, like, hangs up the phone, like, and she's like, I'm not listening to her back up. You can see her, like... Yeah, she's like, I'm not get talking to you. He's just like, bye. Like, annoyed. just told me not to. She gets annoyed. Her eyes yeah. roll. She sighs. All that. Yeah. Um... There's nothing really more to know about that song. The, oh, this part, because when I wrote it, I started crying. Um, she walks up to Olivia, because t- I could picture it, and the, the music itself changes, and I could picture Yana saying it to Marishka, and I just started crying. Um, she walks up to Olivia and takes her unhindered hand. Two women look at each other with gloss over eyes and respect written across their, their faces. I'll change my life. I'll make a vow. And nothing's going to stop me now. 
again, better when it's done, but I'm yeah. not Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Um, Ayana's like, has a weight lifter off her shoulders saying she's going to change. She wants to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, Jet walks up to her and says, Sergeant Bell, I've never been more honored to work with you now than to work with you now as I when to work with you as I do right now. Which, my God, this is why I wanted that scene so damn bad. We know they respect each other, but they we have like zero scenes of them saying it like fully outright. Mm-hmm. And I need them to there to be. Because it would literally just there's this thing called the Bechdel test. And it's basically, like, a scene of, like, two women or so, like, are they oh. talking about anything else besides a man? Oh, yeah. I learned about that in class. When I took a part of an English class, we talked about feminist theory and where it showed to have be considered feminist, it has to have. I learned it from a musical, because yeah. <laughs> there's a musical be, called Fun Home. Three, yeah, there's three things. It has to be two women who are named. They have two women that are named, and they have to talk about anything besides a man. Yeah, so the uh, the person who wrote like Fun Home is also the one behind that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the fact that we literally we've never gotten a conversation of the two of them like talking about the fact that they trust each other, their loyalty, anything is a crime and it needs to happen because Danielle said it was going to happen. And we still haven't gotten mm-hmm. anyway. Um, Danielle, not Danielle, Ayana continues. You are an incredible detective as well. As well as an incredible woman, Jet. Um, oh, yeah, then we got to fun. <laughs> yeah, we did throw this in there. Fun. Um, Yana says they'll walk him out. And then they all stop dead in their tracks and they hear Buchanan walking out. And he says, whatever you do, do not engage Captain Benson. Celebrate left in him and said, do not engage yeah, Rita was like, "Don't do it." I could see her. And saying we get it too. more, I could more, see it more this fun. This scene is something I really envisioned. And it's a fun. We, yeah, we could picture it, and it was we could hear a lot of it. And it was just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing Olivia's distress, Carissa steps in front of here, in front of her. Then Buchanan turns to him with a smirk on his face. You know, counselor, too bad you had to recuse yourself. I was looking forward to going up against you again. You want to read crazy? Yeah, he says the last and the last time I checked, and last time I checked the last last time went in my favor. What case was that? I don't remember which one it was, but you know, uh, it was. I deserve some. It was. I deserve some loving too. Yeah, it was when all the all the immigrants with like the green cards. Oh, I don't remember, but probably in order to get um. The oh yeah, yeah. American status. Um, they had these women like sleep. The the this guy had these like coerced these women into having sex with him, mm-hmm. so that like they could stay in the country with their husbands, or their husbands could get a green card, mm-hmm. so that they could stay with their wives. Yeah. So you know all that. And that's when we get the line from Carusi. It was like, you, these people wanted the American dream. You gave, made their lives a living nightmare. Mm-hmm. It was like, first part, first thing of righteous justice Carusi, or second thing of righteous justice Carusi that season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Also, the fact that they had Carusi beat Buchanan on his mm-hmm. first case against like, him. First, no. Yes. Like, yeah. Um... 
Then we get to, come on, Steve, you have to go to your IAB interview, Rita says. Oh, come on, can I at least talk to Olivia? She says, what part of do not engage do you not? Before Rita could finish her sentence, Elliot had walked around her and was walking towards Olivia, who was completely frozen at sight of him. Please, Olivia, I'm sorry, I won't hurt you again. Now can we please put this all aside and not involve lawyers and IABs into this? Amanda, Ayana, and Jet form a little barrier in between Olivia and Elliot. Again, the other reason why I'm mad Kelly wasn't in it. Sure. I want Amanda, Ayana, Jet, Seeds. For real. Um, Liv, give us the word and we'll tell him to go. Amanda says. Mm. Um, leave live? her alone, Stabler. I won't ask again. Jet says. And she says. Rita says, are you trying to threaten my client, Detective? Jet says, weren't you the one who was telling him not to engage with her? I'm doing you a favor. Which I feel like would be a Jet thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Olivia is basically having an anxiety attack at this point. Yeah. Um, He's like, I just wanted to talk. Carisi says, last time you two talked, it ended with her wrist in the cast. Now, Kurt Buchanan's threatening Carisi because... He would. Um, Finn is like, Ellie, if you actually care about her at all, you'll leave right now. Mm-hmm. Then we get this line. I think you're the one who wrote it. Oh, I did. I did. Do you oh, want to oh, read it because you wrote it? Oh, yeah. Carice, I mean, Buchanan goes, Oh, and Captain Benson, choose your battles better next time. And then leaves. Yeah, but it's very particular what he said that on purpose. He said that particularly for for two reasons. Uh, there's two thoughts I had in my head when he said said this. It's one, it's physical, it's physical and emotional is both what he was referring to. Yeah, because um, you know physically there is physically an altercation, and you know she kind of lost some sense, and and you know what Buchanan thinks about you know he's a misogynist. He talks about you like she should respect him as a man, blah blah. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I meant by. Choose your battles better next time. It was a good line. It was. He it was would. A... He would say that. I could just see the smirk on his face being like, oh. Yeah, for battle. sure. Um, mm. And then Olivia basically starts crying. She falls to the ground. Jet rolls the chair over to her. And Amanda and Iana help her look into the chair. Well, Amanda says, Liv, Liv, it's okay. He's gone. It's just us now. Ayana starts crying, and she's like, I'm so sorry, Olivia. I didn't know they were so to be here. Sorry to put you through that. Um, they all talk. <laughs> I love this one from Finn. Hey, he yeah. says, I really have no idea how that team is ever going to actually get their shit together. It was chaotic, man. It's just true. It's and so Grace funny, is like, right, though, Which is actually a good thing for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everyone's, like, basically, like, do you need anything right now and then you know crazy being crazy this is a very crazy thing he's like Liv, have you eaten anything today yeah i was like, <laughs> I was like have you and all the cook guys like it's gonna ask about had you eaten so i was like she probably had she had a bowl of cereal that's what she had so, you know, yeah like she had a bowl of cereal she's amanda like, says why don't you know come over to my place only crazy cook us all a meal <laughs> amanda says crazy says thanks amanda so they all, Olivia, um, everyone parts ways. 
Mm-hmm. Jet looks at Olivia and she says, Captain Benson, thank you for your bravery, bravery against Stabler. You don't know how much that means to me. Because I know we've literally got maybe one scene with them, two, two. actually, technically. Um, that the first time Olivia ever walked into the organized crime bureau, all the detectives literally just stopped. And you could see even Jet like looking like, Oh my god, Legend Legends. just walked into the room. Also, the fact that Olivia personally Jet mm. to come help with the case. So, yeah. Um, they all part ways. Oh, wait, mm. this one. Olivia says, Jet, you've already proved today that in due time we'll both be, on- be able to move on from Detective Stabler and be the brave woman I know we are. It's women like you that give me hope for the future. Um, everybody parts ways. Amanda drops get drops off Olivia to grab Noah. They all head back to her apartment, and when Rollins opens the door, they are met with a flurry of blonde hair. Mama! Yeah, this is a very really cute, in my head. It's a very cute scene. Me too. I yeah, like needed a little happy break, the- happy cute children in the midst of whoever the hell is going on. All this crap. Because mm-hmm. we have slaps, but it also is important in both. Um, Amanda w- looks in the apartment and they say, "Look who else is here, girls! <gasps> Uncle Sunny!" And then I, we don't know what uh, we, we know, know what they call Jesse has called Olivia, Olivia, but we decided to go with Auntie Liv for our thing. Yeah. Um, the gr- Jesse sees her cast and says, "Auntie Liv, what's that?" And you know. Olivia's like, well, I got hurt working, but this cast will help my wrist get better. Billy's like, I like the color. Purple is my favorite color. And we know Olivia hasn't met Billy, and yeah. we haven't seen a Billy in a while, but yeah. we're doing a wrap for actually. Billy's around, like, three now at this point. Yeah. Um, They all decided to make Jess... Oh, I'm sorry. Sonny has says, hey, Jess, would you like to help me make a special lunch for your Aunt Olivia? The kids do. Um, no one wants to help. Um, he gets all his little sous chefs. And it's very cute. I they're like, do we have so any cute. requests? And this is around the time where we got the deleted scene of, like, Carisi cooking so with Jesse. Yeah, she's sitting on the counter stirring the sauce. It's so cute. So she's like, we can make Auntie live pasta with your special sauce. My little two chefs will help me. Um, I like just thought this part was cute. Uncle Sonny, I found the tomatoes. Yeah, <laughs> Sonny's like, you can call. It's really fun to I love writing chaotic dads with children. Same, really because it is totally sunny. Even it's, though they have it. Yeah, I, love, I wrote a Christmas book, I think, one time where where uh, Amanda and Liv are like, we, we're they're, they're, they're getting like a mom's day off. Oh, yeah, I love this book of yours. I did, and then the kids and like Raphael and Sunny are there with the kids, and uh, they're making the Christmas cookies. It's very chaotic. It's very messy. We don't care if the adoption isn't official. Sunny is basically their dad. Yeah. Um. It's very cute anyway. Anyway, Amanda goes over. Amanda and Olivia talk, and Olivia says, "I just wish I wasn't so weak." Um. Olivia. I mean, Amanda's, like, telling her 
we believe you. You're not weak. Um, trying to support her about Raphael too. And then we get another song. Yeah. And it's um by Kelly Clarkson. It's called if called if no one will listen. Uh, if no one will listen, if you just decide to speak, if no one is left standing after the bombs explode, if no one wants to look at you for who for what you really are, I will be here still. Um, this one, this part is important because it has to do with Amanda too, and it says, if you find your fists are raw and red from beating yourself down. If your legs have given out under the weight, if you find you've been settling for a world of gray so you wouldn't have to face down your own hate. Amanda chuckles humorously, the tears forming her own eyes. Olivia and Amanda understand each other more than anyone may realize. Their own demons have brought them down and they have to fight to find the light. But if anyone can, it's them. And then, you know, the chorus repeats twice, but it gets louder. Um... Olivia hugs Amanda as if she just sick and cry when they break to look at each other with watery smiles. Um, I love this one from Amanda. It says, no, thank you, Liv, for being the wonderful person that you are. You've inspired me and helped me to be the person I am today. I'm always here for you. Sonny walks in. He's like, are you two okay? Because, you know, sweet, sweet. Sweet Sunny Carisi. Um, we got the um, Noah, Mama. We made you. We didn't uh, fully know what um, Noah called Olivia while we were writing it. Yeah. Um, we found out earlier was mommy. Yeah. But for some reason, we could hear like Ryan's voice saying "Mama," so we went with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mama, we made you all lunch. Olivia's like, did you have fun cooking with Uncle Sonny? And Noah says, I did. It was like when I get to cook with Uncle Rafa. No, we made that our own little headcanon right there. We do, we do. It's headcanon. Um, it's very cute, too. I, three adults... I, I use that a lot, too, in mine, too. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. And we know Raul can cook, so... Yes. You know. Um, the three adults all look at each other, and the other had to bring the kids up to skate somehow. So they all talk. They eat. This is a small releasey moment. I don't know if I meant it as a small releasey moment, but we kind of did. Um, yeah, Sunny takes what we wanted pla- to do was like we knew releasing it was canon releasey, but we didn't want them to be the overbearing factor. So of like, the story, yeah, yeah. So like they knew they were dating, but no, it didn't really matter to anyone. Like they knew they were dating, but like it didn't matter that anyone else didn't know at the moment. They talk about it later, but yeah, uh, he says Sunny takes the plate away and whispers to Amanda, "Let me know if you need help telling the kids, all right." Mm-hmm. Um, they tell the kids, uh, your uncle Rafa got hurt. Jesse being six is like, did he scrape his knee? I know that hurt, that it hurts sometimes. And they're like, it's a bit more serious than that. Um, Billy, Billy being, you know, three and still not full sentences. Uncle Rafa, okay. Amanda says, no, sweetie, he's in the hospital. Um, plot just, we didn't think about this until now. I realized Billy wasn't born in season 20. She was in her birthday once they told her. Oh, what? I said Billy wasn't born until like season 20, wasn't she? Or late season 19. 
I don't think Raphael See, needs... it was late season 19, I think, because Stone was there. It was post the Forbidden episode. No, yeah. Well, anyway, but we did the math, and I checked just to make sure, like, you could still write here. And she's, like, three now. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, Sunny says that the doctors are working really hard to help him feel better. Mm. Um, Uncle Sunny, I know Uncle Ralph was strong to break like you, Mom and Aunt Amanda, but how long will it be before he's better? We're not sure yet, but I'm sure he's getting better every day. But then we get to a big, big thing. Mm. Canonically, we know this isn't true anymore. At least we don't think it is. Yeah, I haven't fully said or whether or not it wasn't. We never made it clear. It could be still true. It could not be. You never know. Yeah, so he said, your uncle Ra- Olivia says, your uncle Rafa is our hero Noah. He did a brave and honorable thing. And sometimes you get hurt by helping the people you love. And Olivia's, and then Noah's like, is that what happened to you, Mom? And Noah's like, and Olivia's like, what do you mean? And Noah says, when that man was in our house the other day, his voice sounded funny, and then he fell and grabbed you. I know you don't like when people do that. You look really upset, and I got scared. Yeah. yeah. And this may not be canon or not, but we just made it canon. We wrote it in our book. We made it canon was- that Noah saw everything happen in the letter scene. Yeah. Um, it was in that moment that Olivia realized her son was actually awake when Elliot showed up to her dr- house drugged and disoriented. This changes everything. Before Olivia can say anything else, Jesse speaks up. Somebody hurt Auntie Liv? Um, Amanda's like, Jesse, Billy, your Auntie Liv is incredibly brave, and I know you're worried, but I think a hug will really help her right now. The girls hug Olivia. Noah's with Sunny. Um, Sunny looks, gets down on his knees, and I'll swear by the fact that we literally need more Sunny and Noah scenes. For real, please, season 24, give us some good stuff, please. You are incredibly brave for telling us this, Noah. I know everything seems scary right now, but your mother will explain. And if you need anything, I'll be in the other room, okay? Um, uh, Noah says, okay, Uncle Sunny. Um... Noah walks over to his mother with tears in his eyes. I'm sorry, Mama. I didn't mean to keep this a secret. Um, Olivia says, no, I'm not upset with you. I'm sorry you let Elliot in and that scared you. It was scary for me, too. And Noah's like, is that his name? Elliot? Is he the, is he the one who hurt you? Says, we still don't know how Rick Noah learned Elliot's name. Yeah, that's a weird plot discontinuity point that they had to make. Yeah. Uh, because Olivia they needed says, to fit it into the, make the transition see between those episodes. But it yeah, she says, well, Noah, I worked with him a long time ago. Remember how we talked about how we use our words and we get upset instead of throwing things or hurting people? Well, Elliot doesn't use his words like he should and hurts people when he's angry, including me. And Noah says, I don't like Elliot. He shouldn't have hurt you. He shouldn't hurt anyone. And Olivia's like, you're absolutely right, Noah. Um, Noah, if you ever feel upset or scared again, you can always tell me your uncles are right. Um, then we get to the heart of Noah's heart of gold. Yes, he's yes. like, well, you always want to help me when I'm hurt or scared. How can I help you? Olivia's like, you are an incredible son, Noah. I love you so much. Being here with me and wanting to be so helpful is what I need. He looks up at his mom and he's like, 
Is that what Uncle Rafa would do? Livia's like, yes. Oh, man, I know how much you love your uncle and he'd be very proud of you right now. Um, How about you ask Jess and Billy if they would like to make get well, get well soon cards for Uncle Rafa's. Uncle Rafa. Um, Noah goes to the girls' room and says, Jesse, Billy, my mom says we can make get well soon cards for Uncle Rafa. The girls get very excited. Um, then we get more adult conversations. And Olivia's like, I should probably explain what Elliot what Noah meant by Elliot showed up in my apartment so Olivia it's not canon or not Olivia ever told anybody yeah we don't know so Olivia tells um everyone what happened in the letter scene Mm -hmm. um she stops in the middle and she asks Sunny to leave the room and Sunny's like you don't have to apologize I'll let you talk um, because we believe this was like a, this was a woman, co- woman to woman conversation at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched this, we watched the scene multiple times to make yeah, sure we had did. all of the movements. So many times. I don't know how many times we watched it a while. Accurate. We get this right. He says, after he told me about the late letter, Saber tried to stand up. He nearly fell. I tried to help him back up, but instead he grabbed my waist. He moved his hand up behind my shoulder before touching my face and stroking my hair. And I swear, if he didn't pass out, he was going to kiss me. I didn't want him to when he didn't ask. He was holding on to me. He wouldn't let go. Um, why do all the choices I made for seeking back seem wrong? I made decisions I regret trying to help him. Because I trusted him, I ignored all the signs. Something was wrong, Raphael. If only I had stopped to listen to him, we wouldn't be in this mess. I made Elliot angry and hurt me. Why didn't I think he wouldn't do it to me? Um, this is important then from Amanda, because the show has told us this. Um, no one thinks it will happen to them until it does. We see this all the time, live wives and partners who thinks the one who think that the ones who love them mean well have never hurt them intentionally. But the truth is, abusers like that will do it to anyone. Gotta let that sit, too. Yeah. yeah. It's a very... Because we wrote this all, you know, months ago. So the weird... It's still fascinating to me how like, we, the language we used when we wrote this being like... Yeah. Yeah. Amanda continues, and Olivia, you didn't make him angry. He already was. He should have been man enough to walk away. If your words were bothering him that much, not use violence. A real man doesn't need to use his fist to be loved and respected. He never should have put his hands on you or anyone for that matter. Olivia continues. I've been doing this job for over 20 years, Amanda, yet I didn't see Elliot as a manipulative gaslighter. He hit all the signs. The dream I had the other night revealed more of that than I realized. Yeah, I'm here. Then they um they go back and Olivia mouse thank you to Sonny. Mm-hmm. And he knows that it me- meant something to her that he gave her her space, which I also believe is a Sonny thing. Yeah. Um then we have cute little things like mm-hmm. Jesse trying to help Billy write Uncle Rafa. Mm-hmm. Um and Noah asks his mom how do you spell courageous? 
And Kit, and then she's like, why do you ask? And he holds up his card, and Noah's card says, thank you for always being courageous, Uncle Rafa, and for always loving my mom and I. I'm so happy to be your nephew, and I hope you feel better soon. Love, Noah. Yes, and I also, I was looking, you're looking for a word for a bear. I looked for a word for a very long time. I was like, what word can I put on this card? That and then the cute thing. You could pick a word that was most difficult enough that an eight-year-old did not spell, yeah. but also a word that was meaningful. So we went with courageous, and I think it's perfect. Um. Yeah, and then more cute thing. Sunny walks over. It's like, Noah, do you think you could help your cousins finish their cards? They'd love to have your help. Um, Noah walks back over and hands Billy over the purple crayon she was looking for. Because earlier we said it was her favorite color. Um, Sonny is like, he's a, he's a good kid, Liv. Olivia says, they all are. Um, they're re- asking if they're ready to talk some more. Olivia thanks him, Sonny, for his patience. She says, you don't have to thank me, Liv. I just want to make sure I can help you however I can. I will give you the space and use and support you need. Um, the three adults sincerely smile at each other before rejoining the kids trying to enjoy some of life's little moments. And that's the end of chapter six. Yeah. Uh, chapter seven. We could get yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is the one that's really important to you. Yeah, we talked about um, uh, uh, basically the summary is Elliot tests five for ID and Olivia will end up. We finally know it. Um, after a hard day, Olivia spends some much needed time with her son and realizes how much drive Bella truly needs to her. So, um, I talked to um, there's a um, I don't know, explain it. Well, when we get there, I'll explain it more. But we, okay. a lot of the chapter is we addressing we took, we took took the approach of addressing racial profiling. And I relate to y'all a lot because I am black and I'm also queer. Um, and I have been switched by the profile before. Um, so I wrote a lot of Ayana's, uh, what she says um, from personal experience. So um, it's the one I live in. Yeah. I, I, for all that, I basically took a step back and I was like, this is your thing. I'm, it's not my story to tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wrote the, like, the Olivia and Amanda lines afterwards, but I'm like, yeah. I had to write those because they're both white and yeah. women, and I'm white and a woman. I couldn't write the other ones. Yeah. It so, wouldn't be respectful of me to write it if yeah. I'm writing with you. Yeah, so. well, we talked about that, so we did. And it, it, it's really, when we get there, it's a it's told in a very accurate, and I think it's done really well. Oh, so, it's <laughs> um, yeah. So we uh, everybody just start the chapter. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is where we get the fun parts. Yeah. Over at ID, Rita's pacing the floor. She grips her briefcase before whipping around to face Taylor and Buchanan. Are you too crazy? I told you not to engage. I thought you would have the common sense to listen. The men look at her partly angry, partly angry, partly unfazed. And I stole this line from The Lion King. Because I feel like it's very it Rita. It's so funny. I'm surrounded by idiots. Bro, it's so funny. It fit perfect when I was It's scared. so fitting, though. No, I'm like, surrounded by idiots. I'm surrounded by idiots. Yeah, then you can't... Um, no. Yeah. yeah Stabler's like, calm down. Um, no, no. Who's talking? Oh, I think Buchanan. It's Buchanan. 
Rhiannon's like calling someone to calm down. Um, he's he's learned the errors of his ways and it won't happen again. He, he looks fun. at Elliot and he's like, right? Yeah. No, it's like, even he gets a little yeah. sick, but you know, he's sick too. Yeah. He's like, what is, he's like I want to do my, you know, because he has his big ego. He wants to do his job, but look, he's getting tired. He's be like, great, you got it. Um, so we get into this whole thing of, uh, holy crap, all the charges that Elliot's being charged with. Yeah. Assault. Assault of a police officer. Attempted assault of a police officer. Medicine and harassment. Yep. Um, basically he's telling all of the, uh, Curry's telling Sabler what happened. Yeah. And he grabbed her upper arm, grabbed her right wrist, and caused a hairline fracture. And Elliot says, Catherine Benson put herself in a position where she decided to confront me for the fault of her friend. She backed me into a corner and had no other choice but to defend myself as she came at me. Um, Corey's like, she wasn't close enough to be a threat to you. She wasn't hostile in any way towards you. Um, Elliot starts off at first. Olivia, I mean, Captain Benson was upset with me for wanting me wanting to do my job by arresting the man who got a criminal back on the street because he withheld evidence. Um, talking about evidence, Elliot's like he, she had a letter in his hand, explaining that he knew that Barbara knew the man he was defending was threatening to commit murder. Mm-hmm. Um, she was going on and on about this dream she had where she saw the letter, so technically she did have evidence all along, and then she told me. And Curry's like, even if she had a dream, once again a dream, that's not sufficient evidence for you to act on it. Mm-hmm. You should know by now, we can't do police work like that anymore. Also kind of important to the note the fact that Curry is also black. Yep. So her saying that, and that being a thing that's been a theme for her in a while, for a while is important um and then we bring up the fact that it's acid elliot thinks it's exigent circumstances like how did you come up with that but you know there was literally whatever. no danger apparently but whatever we had to think of a good excuse we had to play the that was most video. we had to play card. devil's advocate we did we were like okay how can we make this not look bad it's bad how can we make it look less bad um elliot's like curry's like so you wanted to arrest a man who need i remind you was in critical condition and couldn't because of Captain Benson. Yeah, it's like, oh, when I got there, I thought Captain Benson was hurt. It makes no sort of sense. We had to play the devil advocate here, and it's the best. Yeah. Um. Uh, At one point, Elliot's like, he sits back in his chair and crosses his arm, which is, you know, Elliot does that a lot. It's his thing. Then what are you focused on? Because I'm trying to tell you the whole story. And Curry at this point is getting mad. She's like, fine. When Captain Benson confronted you, you grabbed her upper arms. And she tried to fight you off of her. She broke her wrist. Do you need to look at the photo evidence again? Um, basically, again, saying it's all a big misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. He says, yes, I'm a good man, Captain Curry. I've been through a lot this year, and I'm not proud of all of my actions. But these accusations are nothing more than certain members of the NYPD wanting to see men like me held accountable for something they didn't do. And that was that was the end. That was it. Yeah. Um. 
one point. <laughs> this is funny, but also it's true. Yeah. He's like, Buchanan's is like, did you stick to what we planned? And he's like, yes, man, you two act like I haven't had to testify in front of IAB before. This isn't a good thing. Like, this isn't a good thing because you have had to multiple times. A lot of times. Too many times you can count probably. And Rito's like, yeah, but never on your own behalf like this. <clears throat> Elliot is like, look, I made it perfectly clear that this was all big misunderstanding. It looks like I might not need you two after all. Rita's like, you sure about that? Buchanan doesn't give a crap. He's like, you still have to pay us. And he's like, you two get me it's like, you two get me through this craziness and you will certainly be able to pad your pockets. Um, then we get back to Amanda's apartment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Elliot, sorry, Elliot, Sonny gets a call from work. He says he can't hide the tears forming in his eyes. I'm so sorry, Liv, but IAB has decided to let Stabler feel the charges in court. Again, he says, but I'll get you the best lawyer I can find. And Livia's like, thank you for being upfront with me about this. I know this wasn't the news either of us wanted to hear, and I won't lie that I'm upset, but I'm ready to fight for myself in court, and I'm so lucky to have you on my side. I trust I'll be in good hands with ever, whoever you choose. I trust your judgment. But uh, Olivia's try, starting to question herself. Um, She knew what Elliot was capable of and how he was going to try to manipulate a jury into believing he was a good cop doing his job. She was only getting in the way. And Sonny's like, I'll go make some calls. Amanda and Olivia's like, Jamanda, what am I going to do? I have to testify in front of a jur- jury and what if they don't believe me? Amanda's like, I know this is scary, but you've been through so much in life. Anyone can do this, it's you. And we're all here for you. Um, We can only hope that he gets when he gets on the stand and shows it, he'll show his true nature, he can only keep up the good cop facade for so long. But that's the problem. He's held on to it for so long. What if the jury thinks it's who he really is? If we go up against him with the accusation, after Barbara basically put his violent medetta on the stand, they'll think we're profiling him. Amanda says, Liv, I think there's only one person we can truly ask about that. We don't know what it's like to be profiled. Ayana does. So they call it back. Call Ayana. Um... They're on the first name basis now. Yeah. They ask me to come over to her apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and Olivia's like, with everything going on, especially after Wheatley's trial, I'm worried Elliot's going to claim he's being profiled for the NYPD and ask for his use of violence. And this is all you. Really yeah, so Ayana, she looks at her side. This is the first day we met Stabler. This the first day we met, instead of put a comment. Saber threatened a witness essential to the case I was working on. I told him, I told him I knew nothing about his past and how he was as a cop. No, I knew. About, I can't read, so uh, I knew about his past. Oh, she said I told I told him I knew about his past and how he was a cop. He accused me of profiling him, and I'll tell you exactly what I told him. I told him I told him he doesn't know a damn thing about being profiled. I do, and I sure, and I can assure Sergeant Tuscola and even your former Chief Garland, I can can tell you the same thing. Shouldn't have used a term you knew nothing about. So then, 
Amanda and Olivia kind of like focus more on what Ayana is saying, and she says he's a privileged white male cop who happens to have oh he's a privileged white male who happens to be a cop and who thinks he can get away with everything because he is such. He doesn't understand what being profiled is. He never had people question his integrity or question if he's a trustworthy police officer, let let alone a legit officer. He probably never even thought about being pulled over by cops or how hard it is to climb ranks as people of color, let alone as a woman. I can't even get justice for my own family without facing repercussions from other officers who can't deal with the fact that one, that one of their brother officers did something wrong. But what about me? Do I even matter? Um, Olivia and Amanda let Ayana's work, words again before responding. First off, thank you for trusting us enough to tell us this. And let me say, if we have given you any reason to believe that we don't see you and see that you're an incredible cop and an amazing woman, we apologize. The force is lucky to have someone with you on it. We need people like you because we have made mistakes in the past and want to fix them so we can protect and serve everyone as we should. And then Ayanna says, thank you. I know you you and I have our differences since we had to work together, but I've learned from you too. Thank you for both wanting to listen and learn. And then she turns to Lydia and says, I want to support you through this as well. Whatever you need on here, working together is how to get cops like Saber off the street. So how can I help you right now? Right now, we're having some trouble finding a lawyer. Chrissy's been making calls, but he hasn't had, but hasn't had any luck because he's going to be a witness for us. We have to pause. Yeah. Because when we wrote this and we did our information, we did not know what kind of lawyer this person was. No. We're then Cannon told us we were wrong. We were yeah. like, well. Oh, well. It's too late yeah. now. Change it now. We have, have ideas of how to make it correct for canon. Yeah, but we have a big question on it, so we kind of still left it. Yeah, so we're hoping to maybe fix it for canon, possibly. But for right now, um, we're going, we had to go with it, and it's worked really well. Yeah, and it, it still fun. works because so fun. It was incredibly fun. It was. So Ayana says, I know someone who could help. How would I ask my wife? She's a great lawyer and be willing would be willing to take this case. Yeah. We yeah. didn't know so, at the time Denise was a defense attorney at Boston. Yeah, we did not. Because uh, the all the wikis and stuff didn't say she just said she was an attorney. And then the show was like the defense attorney going to work with Kilbride and I'm like, Yeah. Ah oh, crap. We're like, Oh well, we gotta keep it out. So like, yeah, we have an idea of like how to make it. But, yeah. Because, I mean, Rita has been a defense attorney for as long as we know. And she yeah. did, like, prosecution stuff or, like, yeah. helped SVU pro bono. Yeah. So, it is a possibility of that happening. Yeah. Um. Also, the, um, Barbara became a prosecution, was a prosecution, and then became a defense attorney, meaning, you know, Denise could have could do the same thing. Yeah. Or also, if you wanted to take it the other way, on the mothership, Price used to be a defense attorney. Now he's a prosecutor. Mm-hmm. So, point of the story, point of that is, for our story, we can make it the fact that right now she's a prosecutor, and for later we can make her the, her, the defense attorney like yeah. Cannon says she is. Yeah. We keep going. Uh... Uh, we basically just need to. Sunny comes back. He's like, "I'm sorry, I've called just about everyone I can think of. We already have pretty happy caseloads." You know, Olivia's like, "It's okay, we found someone." 
Ayana's wife, Janice Bullock. Uh, she's calling him right now, and she gets here, and we'll tell her what's going on. And so he's like, that's great. I know the kind of cases she takes, and I think she'll be in our corner. Ayana, con- I mean, Yana says, come back, and it's like, my wife is coming. Mm-hmm. Everybody meets. But nobody's meeting her wife yet. Yeah. No one's so honestly, right now, we don't know what's happening, so. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Denise is like, it's a pleasure to meet you all. Now, Ayana mentioned you might have a case for me, but I'm a little confused as to why Counselor Carisi isn't taking it. Carisi says, as much as I would have liked to take that case, I better serve as a witness here. And they start explaining what's happening. Yeah. Um, Olivia's like, I guess I should start from the beginning, but I should also tell you who you're prosecuting. Elliot Stabler. Denise is like, yeah. Because in canon, Denise isn't fully happy with yeah. how much support and time and energy her wife is giving to Elliot's problems. Yeah. That's the start of their relationship problem. Then it kind of just... Yeah, great. Oh, great. So Elliot's broken up two relationships? Oof, not two. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Great. I never thought about it like that till right now. Oh, boy. Because that is where Bellock's problem started. Like, they're like, um, Denise is worried that Ayana is getting too wrapped up in Elliot's problems and it's going to be her downfall. Yep. And technically, like, uh, Elliot and Ayana were both investigating, like, Kilbride and yeah. Webb and all that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's two different things, but technically, they've been having issues for a little bit. Starting, yeah. like, with Stabler and then going towards Kilbride. Yeah. A lot of and, things yeah. piled rather quickly and it just caused problems. Yep. Anyway. Um, Denise says, I knew that man's temper was going to be his downfall. What did he do? And Olivia shows her her cast and the bruises and fingerprints. And she's like, oh my god. Olivia explains everything about the case and the dream and Barbara. And the, at the hospital, mm-hmm. and what happened, how she broke, how her wrist got broken. Yep. And Denise is like, I'm Captain Benson, I'm so sorry. Olivia, it's like, I wish I could say that was all he's done, but it's not the first time he's put his hands on me. And Ayana and Denise are both like, it's not. Yeah, um, Olivia is like all Elliot thinks is the fact that he can hurt me, he can go away with an apology. He did more than hurt me, he scared my son, was rude to my squad, and tried to squander Raphael's reputation. <laughs> then we get to Ayana said, Stanford also tried to get me to help drop the charges in exchange for helping win our lawsuit. And then he said, like, be what? Yep. She looks into her wife's eyes and knows she isn't joking. Jenny says, oh, I'm definitely taking this case now. He messed with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Captain Benson, from here on out, you got one more person in your corner. More defense stuff. Rita tells Elliot that they've decided to let you appeal your charges in court. And Elliot's like, what? He's like, Buchanan's like, this is a good thing. That means they believe your side of things. Now they can tell a jury that this is all basically a threat to your career. Now it's like, I still have to go to trial. 
And Rita's like, I think you're forgetting who you are. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Elliot's like, I can't believe any of this is even happening. I should be helping my grieving and angry kids and instead I have to deal with this mess. And Buchanan says, well, our job is to paint you as this grieving, as a grieving, loving father who wants justice for his wife. You were trying to be a good cop and Captain Clemson and after you got in the way. Use it to your advantage. Yeah. Um, Rita's like, jury, make sure your children are present in the courtroom so the jury knows you have support. Just, you know, losing this case and get you suspended without pay, fired, and have your pension revoked or worse off prison time. Then we get to the other big thing. Mm-hmm. That won't happen. The jury will see soon enough that I'm being profiled as a violent man. Rita drops a stack of files in her hands and Elliot turns around. What? Rita says, I'm telling you right now that if you're smart, you won't ever use that word again. Elliot's like, which one? Rita is thinking he can't, he's really being serious. And she's like, profiled. You are a straight white man. You cannot say that. If you dare mention that word in your testimony, a jury will have difficulty believing you're a good cop. You know, and then, which is very much true, because Rita being, like, you know, the good defense attorney is like, you say that word, you're screwed. Um, they're like, do you have anyone who can vouch for you? And they're like, I have my kids. That's it. They know I love them. I've had to use my job to help them through some tight spots before. Yeah. So we originally were like, Kathleen, possibly Dickie, and Eli definitely will talk. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Great, now it's a head to arraignment. Please let us do all the talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three head to the courthouse and wait for the prosecution. Elliot is feeling pretty good. He thinks he's got a good chance of getting ROR because of his reputation. That is until Elliot sees the door to the courtroom open and his eyes go wide. Rita's like, what happened? The two left to see what he's looking at. Buchanan says, she must be the prosecution. Why do you look like you've seen a ghost? And Elliot says, she's also a Yana's wife. I love this thought. Rita's like, you shouldn't have made so many enemies then. I know, I was like, oops. Speaking of enemies, I'm literally everyone on the planet. Yeah, Elliot's like, shit. Uh, Rita's like, sit down, keep your composure. You need to look like you say you are. Don't mess this up. Do not talk. Or two or engage with Captain Benson. Jerry's going to look at you and then look at her and feel sympathetic towards her. So, this is also when we freak it. We were trying to figure out a judge. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, I have the best idea. It is. It's a good one. It's perfect. I love it's it. It's a good one. Um, everyone's like, great. Uh, then Judge Elizabeth Darnley walked into the courtroom, prompting jo- dropped jars from both Olivia and Elliot. The pair have a history with her. She knows their partnership. This could be good and bad for both of them. Donnelly sits down at the bench and looks up, finally taking in the surroundings. Detective Stabler, I didn't think I'd be seeing you on the other side of the court. She looks over at Olivia and wonders what the heck has happened for all this to be taking place. Uh, pause. So for those of you who don't know who Donnelly is, she is played by the amazing, incredible Judith Light. Yes. Um... She's sassy. 
mm-hmm. at times, but she's very, very good at her job. Yes, she was an attorney for a while, is, too. Yeah, she was very close. She did a lot of work with uh, uh, Cabot. Mm-hmm. Um, the good thing, and like we said, that both Olivia and Elliot have history with her, so it seemed like very perfect for her for us to have her take the case. Mm-hmm. So Elliot's like, I plead not guilty. We request ROR, Your Honor. Detective Stabler is a respected member of the NIPD and a family man. Continues. <laughs> he also broke a woman's wrist. Buchanan continues, that's prejudicial. It's a false accusation based on Detective Stabler being prevented from doing his job as an officer of the law. He is simply trying to protect himself. Save it for the jury, Mr. Buchanan. Um, Denise turns towards Judge Donnelly. Your Honor, as strong as she is, Captain St- Benson is still smaller than Detective Stabler. The fact that her wrist was broken and she has bruises on her upper arm should prove that. You make a good point, Miss Bullock, and the jury will be able to hear that when we get to trial, but now I'm granting ROR. Elliot's smiling at himself. Olivia's like, crap. But Denise isn't done. And she says, and we request an immediate restraining order. Elliot gets angry. Denise is like, Your Honor, the defense's client has a history of violence. He has numerous reports from IAB saying you would attend anger management because of it and refused. Not to mention, my client does not feel safe with Detective Stable around her or her family. Calhoun gave Elliot a death glare, asked if to communicate. Do not say anything. <laughs> Buchanan. The defense would like to follow an opposition to restrain an order. Your Honor, Detective Stabler isn't a problem here. Yeah, I did some research and I was like, can you oppose a restraining order? If yes. Because <laughs> he would. Yeah, um, yeah you, you can oppose it. Anywhere, so Donnelly cool. takes a second to think of being over. She knows that the time has passed, but she has... Oh, sorry. Missed in line. Your Honor, it would be in the best interest for both parts if Detective Stabler stay away from Captain Benson. He is rude when what he's capable of when he's angry. Um, and then Den- Annalie takes a second to think everything over. She ha- knows that the pair has passed, but she has to focus on what is being presented to her now. She looks at Denise and says that the request is granted. Um, Detective Stabler, you're not to come within 150 feet of Captain Benson or her family, or you will lose your ROR. Is that clear? Arraignment ends. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Olivia notices Elliot making a passing glare at her before walking out with his lawyers close behind. She starts to tense up. And Finn is like, are you okay? And he said, no, I'm not okay. Elliot looks over to me like he did earlier when he walked over to me in Yana's office. He doesn't realize I'm scared of him. Everyone stops as this is the first time Olivia said that out loud. Sunny and Finn look at each other and stare sad, knowing glance before taking a step back from Olivia to give her her space. And Denise says, this is exactly why I asked for the restraining order. Captain Benson, if he dares to break it, you call me or Yana immediately and we'll take care of it. Sunny, Liv, I'm so sorry you're feeling this way. If there's anything specific you need from me or Finn to help you feel any safer, please let me know. And she's, like, so appreciative of the guys. It's true. We go on and on about how much Finn and Sunny really mean to. Yep. Um, 
Liv. Amanda says she's going to take her home. Um, Olivia's thinking, like, she doesn't want to burden her friends, considering they have their own lives and families. And she's, like, thinking about possibly going to see Dr. Lindstrom. Um, Olivia goes home and sees Noah. She's like, Mom, I, and Noah, Mom, I know you had a busy day, but can I show you something? And she's like, of course, honey. And me forgetting that this is technically 10 we're on christmas time yeah it is. uh it's, no it's being, like, if okay so people versus we, we takes place on december 9th so it's like december like 12 or something it's not that new baby yeah i'm like that so noah walks takes a picture of his back and said we had some free time today so drew you a picture it's you and me when we opened christmas presents together i wanted to try and cheer you up Olivia puts the drawing on the fridge. <clears throat> um, we decide to have them play Legos. Yeah. Because it's canon. Even though no one loves Legos, and it's very cute. Um, Even this this was cute. This is something you came up with. I did. She's like this. Le-, he's like this Lego set that you make Arctic animals. Um, oh yeah, it's a reference to. Uh... Well, then no one makes a penguin is because... Rolls, Sparge's favorite animal is a penguin. Yeah, that's why it's... A, that, <laughs> that's, that's why, why that it. Is, that is why that is thrown in there. And I love this... I think I did this one, but I'm Yeah, you sure. did. You and did. I, she... No, I was like, which one do you want to make, Mom? And she's like, hmm, how about a polar bear? Grr. <laughs> Noah laughs. And she's like, you're silly, Mama. And then... Noah helps Olivia build the uh, mm. polar bear mm. and then the penguin. Mm. And she's like, she felt her heart burst watching her son work really hard on the creation. And when he was done, Noah yelled, we did it, Mom! It's so cute. In my head, it's just the cutest thing ever. Make. It is very cute. Because we know Noah's still like nine, like almost yeah. eight or nine. But like, I don't know, he's still a kid. Yeah. I work with kids around that age. And they're still very, like, excited about talking about their parents. Um, then Noah's like, can we cuddle? Are we allowed to do it with your cast? And she's like, yes, you just have to be gentle. Then we get another song. Yeah, this I one picked you picked. Song. It is My Little Love by Adele. I it's from this- her, her most recent album. Yeah. I heard this song randomly, I think, on, like, my Spotify place or something. And I was like, oh, this song. I'm gonna cry. And then I was uh, like, how long is the song? It's a very fits this very moment. And then we changed the words a little bit, but still. We did because some of the lyrics you have to change from songs. Mm. Um this one, I feel so bad to be here when I'm so guilty. I'm so far gone. And you're the only one who can save me. Um, no one reminds her about the good in the world. He keeps her grounded. Uh I love a lot of these lyrics in this song. Mom, you've been having a big, a lot of big feelings recently. Um, like I'm a bit confused. I don't know, and I feel like I don't really know what I'm doing. Because yeah, we listen to this and, song, like her Adele's son is talking also back to her, and she's talking. Yeah, so it's super cute. And at one point, 
Uh, Sorry, I had to answer another message. No, um, I was going to answer too, but then I was done. Looking through other lyrics, the lyrics. Yeah. I'm um, so sorry if what I've done makes you feel sad. She never wanted Noah to be caught in the middle of this. Her son was sad because it hurt her and scared him. Uh, one second. Um, uh, this song. Something else I was going to at the beginning um, before that. Um, that's really cute in this song where she says, Do you love me? Her son says, I love you a million percent. No, that's so cute. And I don't recognize myself in the coldness of the daylight. So I ain't surprised you can read through all my lies. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of like, Noah's very intuitive and very smart. Like he probably knows something is wrong. Yeah. As much as Olivia tries to not show him her emotions. This, the more. This is the end, uh, near the end. I feel like today is the first day since I left him that I feel lonely, and I never feel lonely. I love being on my own. Um, I feel a bit frightened. I might feel like this a lot. She, this is like, and then she like brings Noah to bed. Um, and she's like thinking of like everything that's been going on. Uh, yeah. Um, and did you read that last part? Because I feel a bit frightened. I might click this one. Hold on, I'm gonna. What? what I said, did case? you read that? I said, did you write the last one? Read the last one. I zoned out. Ah, uh, no help. Okay. Um. Yeah, um, I was basically just doing the summary. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like the lyrics where it's um. I just, uh, the last line of the song says, I feel a bit frightened and I might like this a lot. Yeah. And, um, so I love this song. It's a very beautiful song. It is. It's it. a lot. Um, it's kind of like half sound, half spoken word. Yeah. And, um, uh, it fits a lot currently too, which is odd. I would, I would love to write another fic where I, at some point I might write another song fic probably. I want to yeah. use the song again, but use it in the current situation. Oh, that'd be awesome. I might do that at some point. I have too many Open okay. Anyway, continue. So we have all the stuff about um, every, Olivia just thinking about everything that's happened. Um, she's thinking of the letter. Um, thinking of the fact that Olivia might not ever be able to hear Raphael say he loves her from his own lips. Um, and then we both thought of this, and we're like, we should do it. Um. Olivia looks up to the sky, and the first time in a long time, she gets on her knees, folds her hands, and prays. God, it's me, Olivia. <clears throat> I don't know if you can hear me, or even if you're if you're even there, and I don't know if you'll listen to my prayer, which com- that comes from God Help the Outcast from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, but I'm asking, begging you for one thing: please let Rafa hear. Heal, not even just for me, but for everyone who's ever loved him. He has changed our lives, and he says the world wouldn't be able to go on without me, but the world wouldn't be able to go on with him. 
The world needs more men like Raphael Barba in this world to combat all the horrid things we see every day. Raphael reminds people there are still good men in this world. So I guess what I'm trying I'm saying is please don't let his life go to waste because he has so much more to give. He brings light, love to all the people he meets. He has heart for people that most people don't have. I have I hope this isn't so selfish, but he means so much to me. He's helped me become the person I am. <laughs> Raphael said that about me once. But I never would be I never would be the person I am today if I never met him. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for Raphael Barba, and I pray he knows how much I I love him. Amen. Olivia starts to cry. She feels an overwhelming sense of peace. Something pure watch over her. Maybe someone was listening after all. Yeah, that's that. I'll cry again. I forgot we wrote this part. Oh. And then we looked it up, uh, and we found out Raphael's name actually means God is healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very emotional. It's very emotional. Uh, we've been going for two hours. So, we've been recording this for two hours. We had three chapters. You still there? Yes. 